0: Welcome to episode two, season two of Make and Multiply. I'm Ryan Chase. I'm one of the elders at Emmaus Road Church. And in this season, we're working through the one another commandments of the New Testament. We started last week with the command to love one another, which is the foundational command. It really sums up every other command. Paul says that about the Old Testament law, all the commands like don't murder, don't steal, don't lie, don't covet, those are all specific expressions and outworkings of this foundational command, love one another. So that's, that's how you live out love for one another. Likewise, in the New Testament, when you compile all of the one another commandments, all of them are specific expressions of our love for one another. So when you put them all together, this is the kind of community that the gospel creates, the actions, the behaviors, the attitudes, the interactions produced by the gospel. And the command I want to talk about this week is the command to greet one another. Let me set this up with a personal story. Last week, we had family visit us from California, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and their six kids. They flew into Sioux Falls, and they came and stayed at our house overnight before they went down to northwest Iowa for the week. And when they arrived, it was it was so impactful, um, the greeting That we had with them and this is not out of the ordinary with them it's something i've noticed over the years every time we see their family whenever they're back from california uh, i've noticed this it's a very intentional thing that they do when they got to our house last week they came through the door and all eight members of their family uh, very intentionally made their way around the room to give a hug and a personal greeting to every member of our family they greeted every person in the room and i've noticed that about them before because they make a point to greet every person who's in the room, every member of their family greeting every member of our family. And it's deeply um, affecting to be greeted so warmly, so intentionally. In fact, this time I just commented to my brother-in-law and sister-in-law that um, I said that must be a, a parented thing. It's a very uh, coached thing that, that doesn't just happen Uh, on accident and they said absolutely it's something that they model that they've instructed that they have uh, required their kids to do and now their kids just do that naturally and they said it, it comes from the fact that they they value every person who's present and they want their kids to show that and express that and if you've ever experienced a greeting like that it's so warm it's so affectionate uh, it, it leaves a mark. You, you can't help but notice it. Likewise, if you've had a contrasting experience, if you walked into a room and been met with coldness, distance, uh, your presence is not acknowledged. You notice that. It's it's tangible. So it brings up this question: uh, Do we have a biblically informed theology of greeting, or m- maybe better yet? Are we even aware that greeting, the way that we greet one another, is something that Scripture addresses? Four times Paul gives this command, greet one another with a holy kiss. Peter gives it once at the end of his letter. Uh, First Peter, greet one another with the kiss of love. For Paul and Peter, whenever they give that command, uh, it comes at the end of a letter. It's in the context of other greetings where there are personal greetings from so-and-so to the church there or send my greetings to so-and-so in particular. So it's in the context of a section of greetings, and I think we tend to skip over something like this for a couple reasons. One, because it comes at the close of a letter when there are a bunch of names being mentioned that we don't recognize, we don't know how to pronounce, and so it kind of just feels like the epilogue, you skip over it, Um, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to us. Or because we read this uh, greet one another with a holy kiss, and that seems so culturally distant to us that we just assume, well, that no longer applies to us. And if we do that, then we miss the point that Paul actually and intentionally instructs Christians to greet one another. Just think about that for a minute. Why is it that he gives this as a command? It's an imperative. Greet one another. Uh, Greeting is something that in every culture, we, we all have ways that we greet. It's something that people do anyway. Why a command? Why do people, why do Christians in particular have to be reminded to greet one another? So it's something that scripture addresses, and I want to share with you five things about the kinds of greetings that I think should characterize distinctly Christian greetings, greetings within gospel community, how we greet one another. Uh, First, I think we should greet everyone, Um, much like that experience with my family when they arrive and they come through the door and they greet everyone in the room. When Paul gives this command, greet one another. He's not uh, d- drawing any kind of distinctions. These are the people you greet. These are the people that you don't greet. Uh, it comes very naturally to greet people that we like, people that we have things in common with, people that we're already close to. Jesus says in Matthew five forty seven, if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? That's a very normal fleshly thing. You don't have to be born again to do that. But the Christian church is a diverse community that reminds us God is no respecter of persons. He does not save us based on some uh, merit or quality that we possess. So in the New Testament church, you have masters worshiping with slaves. You have men worshiping with women. You have Jews worshiping with Gentiles. You have all of these people gathered together. What they have in common— is that they are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And this new kind of community is produced out of that, where you have people together in community sharing everything in common who might not otherwise hang out together. They, they might not otherwise cross paths. And so this idea of greeting everyone when you come into a room, uh, you are acknowledging each person there. You see them, you care about them, you share fellowship in the Holy Spirit with them. Obviously, that's easier to do if you're in a a small setting like a missional community uh, with your huddle. You come in on a Sunday, though, I I think it's still something that should be on our minds. Am I only greeting uh, the people that I know well and am comfortable with? Am I naturally gravitating toward those people? Or do I come in with this awareness that all of these people are family in Christ, and am I expressing that kind of warmth to everyone? Greet everyone. Second, greet everyone by name. When, when you read Paul's greetings at the end of his letters, uh, he's he's naming specific people, and yes, the names are unfamiliar to us. We don't know much about most of these people. Yes, the names are difficult to pronounce, but it should strike us that uh, Paul could have just sent a generic greeting to everyone at the church there but he's calling out specific people by name. And and that's meaningful. If you've ever been around people who you, you perceive as being good with names, if this, this is especially noticeable if you're around somebody who seems to be busy and important and uh, the kind of person you would think wouldn't have time to remember you specifically. If that person remembers you by name, that leaves quite an impact. Um, I, I think we have this tendency to think that being good with names is something some people have and some something other people don't. But I think it is a skill. It's an intentional conscious choice that people make because somewhere along the line, they realize that it's an expression of their value for others, their love and their care for people. Uh, It's a way of communicating that very simply, but very noticeably. It leaves an impression and so, yes, it may be a skill that some people have more of than others, but I do think it's a choice that we can all make to, to try to uh, address people by name as we greet them, because that expresses gospel love and affection and care. Number three, greet people verbally and physically. Verbal greetings acknowledge people communicate care to them. Uh, Obviously, this is just basic, um, you know, how are you? It's good to see you, all of that. That's the pattern that we see in Scripture when people come together. There are verbal greetings, acknowledging people verbally. But again, rather than just walking into a room um, without a verbal acknowledgement, words are a way to express the affection that we are to feel for one another. Likewise, culturally appropriate physical greetings express that kind of gospel care, that, that affection that we feel for one another. Physical greetings strengthen our family unity in Christ, and they express that familial affection. I say culturally appropriate because I think that's what's really called for in these commands to greet one another with a holy kiss. We could get hung up on the, putting the emphasis on the word kiss and think that seems strange to us, but the emphasis is on greeting one another in a holy way so it's a holy kiss a greet, a kiss of greeting may be a cultural thing but paul's calling for a holy kiss which is something not just cultural but unique to christian community so think about the physical expressions of greeting in different cultures around the world. There are cultures that still do use a a kiss on the cheek. You find that in France and Italy and Spain and and Latin America. Um, And even more intimate greeting is from the Maori people in New Zealand who will touch their noses together and breathe in, and they call it sharing of breath. Um, We're much more familiar and comfortable in in our culture with handshakes. Uh, But among Arabs, especially in the Gulf region, you might find people who bump noses, a nose kiss. So there, there are all of these different cultural expressions of greeting, and I think the point in Scripture is that whatever it is, if it's a handshake, if it's a hug, if it's a fist bump, a kiss, whatever it is, it's to be a, an expression of gospel love and care for one another. It must be holy, an expression of genuine affection and godly love. So obedience to this command to greet one another with a holy kiss is going to look different depending on the culture that you live in. But at the same time, we should be careful not just to reduce this to mere cultural greetings we live in a time when multiculturalism is a widespread assumption this idea that all cultures are equally valid they're all equally good and right and true and beautiful Uh, there's nothing wrong with any culture no culture is better or worse than any other and that's not true Uh, scripture is revelation from god it's authoritative It, it transcends human cultures and that's why it offends at some point on some issue, every culture on earth. Even the Jewish people, the very people God chose, the people to whom and through whom God communicated with the world, even the Jewish people are offended by the Word of God in the end, and they stumble over the stumbling stone, which means uh, anyone who's tempted to say, well, in my culture, we're just more reserved and cold, Um, we keep our distance, whatever, I I think that Scripture would challenge that coldness, that distance. So it's not just a command to do whatever is normal in your culture. There should be some expression of affection and warmth that's also culturally appropriate. And the fact that Paul commands this, again, is a suggestion that um, he's not just assuming, well, people know what's appropriate in their culture and they're going to do that. He's calling them to a specific mindfulness of their uh, affection, their love, their care for one another, their commitment to one another, and calling them to express that intentionally, to practice that, to develop that, cultivate that together. Uh, number, what are we at? Four. Uh, greet sincerely. So uh, again, I think this is part of the emphasis, if we put the emphasis on holy, not just on kiss, but what, what is it that makes it holy if you, if you read with the emphasis on that word uh, what makes it a holy kiss or a holy handshake or a holy fist bump or whatever the greeting is it's the fact that it's shared between saints who have been sanctified justified in Jesus Christ it's shared between brothers and sisters in Christ so it's this expression of gospel affection uh, a greeting can be a very hypocritical thing. Think about the way that Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. With this sign, this um, gesture of affection, he betrayed Jesus to death, which is appalling. When Paul calls for a holy greeting, he's calling for expressions that are consistent with the affection that we feel on the inside, which raises a bit of a problem. What if you don't feel that affection and that care For people that you're in community with. Well, the way to not be a hypocrite is to change how you feel, not to withhold the greeting. You don't walk into a room with other believers and think, well, I don't feel like being here, or I don't feel care for these people, or I'm annoyed by some of these people in particular, therefore I'm going to be cold and distant and uh, checked out. No, you change your own emotions. Uh, You express that greeting and you choose to show and feel the affection that God calls you to. So it starts with your own confession, a repenting of your lack of love for others, since God calls you to love others. You're commanded to, to not to is sin. So we confess that to God. And then we lead our own hearts and our own emotions. I am to feel affection for these people like God loves these people. And I'm supposed to express that to them. So that's how to express sincere greetings to one another Uh, number five greet each other as you come and as you go this is pretty basic but i think it can be a a really meaningful mark of gospel community we see this pattern uh, for example upon entering a place jesus taught his disciples when he sent them out in matthew 10 12 as you enter the house greet it as you get there you arrive you go in greet it Uh, Paul does this in Acts 21. He comes to Jerusalem. He goes up to see James and a bunch of the brothers, all the elders in Jerusalem. And Luke writes this, after greeting them, Paul related one by one the things that God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. It's interesting to me that Luke bothers to highlight that. Uh, He could have just said Paul showed up and he told them what God had done among the Gentiles. But, But Luke notes that Paul arrived and first he greeted them. Then he told them what God had done. This is part of Paul's practice. When he comes into a setting, sees people he hasn't seen for a while, he greets them. My guess is he greeted each of them individually. They spent time catching up. They acknowledged one another and expressed uh, their joy to be together, the affection that they have for one another. So, enter, uh, greet as you enter, as you come, and greet as you go. again, an example from Paul, Acts 20, verse 1, after the uproar ceased, Paul sent for the disciples, and after encouraging them, he said farewell and departed for Macedonia. Uh, The the verb translated, he said farewell, is actually the same Greek verb translated in greetings used uh, when somebody arrives, when they first get there. In English, we differentiate a, a greeting when you arrive and farewell when you leave. In Greek, it's just the same verb. And I think this is easily overlooked. Uh, if you've ever been in a group setting and you look around and suddenly notice so and so isn't here anymore, it uh, can be kind of a weird feeling. When did they leave? I uh, didn't notice that they left. Uh, I was hoping to catch them one more time, something like that. Don't just disappear. Don't just sneak out the back quietly. I think we tend to do that because we just, you know, it's maybe part of our Midwest culture. Who knows what it is? We don't want to make a scene, draw attention to ourselves. So it's easy to just slip out without saying anything, but I think it can be an expression, an intentional act of gospel community to say goodbye, uh, to greet everybody as, as you go and uh, say farewell in that way. So just very practical things, but intentional. And it's something that the word of God calls us to greet one another with a holy kiss, or whatever that looks like in our culture. Uh, the point is, greet one another with gospel care and affection. Thanks for listening to Make and Multiply. If you have questions about anything related to discipleship huddles, missional communities, or gospel fluency, please email me at ryan at sf.com. And if you're not currently part of a huddle or MC, let me know, and I would love to help you get connected.